Hello, and thank you for joining us on our amazing Medical Cases podcast. A podcast that will bring to you many incredible medical cases documented in reputable medical journals from around the world. And now, here's your host, Sid Watson. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Amazing Medical Cases. On this episode, we examine Proteus Syndrome, otherwise known as the Elephant Man Syndrome. The most famous case of all is John Merrick, known as the Elephant Man. You have most likely heard of the 1980 film or the 1977 London stage play. But more about John Merrick later in this episode. So what do we know about Proteus Syndrome? It's a rare condition with approximately 200 cases reported so far. The cause is a mosaic variant in a gene called AKT1. It's a disproportionate asymmetric overgrowth which may include skeletal malfunction, benign and malignant tumours, malformation of blood vessels and skin lesions. It's a life-threatening condition due to blood clotting, deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism where the clot gets stuck in the lungs. The name Proteus was named after the Greek sea god, or as Homer called, the old man of the sea. In Greek mythology, Proteus was called the god of elusive sea change, which would suggest the constant changing nature of the sea, meaning the constant changes of bone structure or skin formation. So, who is John Merrick? The name may or may not be known to you. Joseph Carey Merrick was born in Leicester, England. He was born normal, but at the age of five, his body began to change rapidly. His bones began to deform. His cranial structure also changed, causing skin to form from the back of his skull, moving forward to his face. His right arm and hand became distorted into a flipper-like form. As he grew older, life was not kind to John Merrick. He turned his talents to writing. He was a brilliant writer and wrote a three-page autobiography about himself, his experiences and his condition. From his autobiography, a three-page pamphlet which accompanied him at a vacant greengrocer's at 123 Whitechapel Road, London, John Merrick writes... I first saw the light on the 5th of August, 1860. I was born in Lee Street, Wharf Street, Leicester. The deformity which I am now exhibiting was caused by my mother being frightened by an elephant. My mother was going along the street when a procession of animals were passing by. There was a terrible crush of people to see them, and unfortunately she was pushed under the elephant's feet, which frightened her very much. This occurring during a time of pregnancy was the cause of my deformity. John Merrick continues. The measurement around my head is 36 inches. There is a large substance of flesh at the back as large as a breakfast cup. The other part in a manner of speaking is like hills and valleys, all lumped together, while the face is such a sight that no one could describe it. The right hand is almost the size and shape of an elephant's, measuring 12 inches round the wrist and 5 inches round one of the fingers. The other hand and arm is no larger than that of a girl 10 years of age although it is well proportioned. My feet and legs are covered with thick lumpy skin. Also my body, 
like that of an elephant, and almost the same color in fact. No one would believe until they saw it, that such a thing could exist. It was not perceived much at birth, but began to develop itself at the age of five years. His adolescent years weren't much better. After leaving school and facing family problems, he was forced to go out and work, and that in itself was not that easy for him either. I went to school like other children until I was about 11 or 12 years of age, when the greatest misfortune of my life occurred, namely, the death of my mother. Peace to her, she was a good mother to me. After she died my father broke up his home and went to lodgings. Unfortunately for me he married his landlady, henceforth I never had one moment's comfort, she having children of her own, and I not being so handsome as they, together with my deformity, she was the means of making my life a perfect misery, lame and deformed as I was, I ran, or rather walked away from home two or three times, but suppose father had some spark of parental feeling left, so he induced me to return home again. The best friend I had in those days was my father's brother, Mr. Merrick, hairdresser, church gate, Leicester. He continues his story. When about thirteen years old, nothing would satisfy my stepmother until she got me out to work. I obtained employment at Freeman's Cigar Manufacturers, and worked there about two years, but my right hand got too heavy for making cigars, so I had to leave them. I was sent about the town to see if I could procure work, but being lame and deformed no one would employ me. When I went home for my meals, my stepmother would say I had not been to seek for work. I was taunted and sneered at so that I would not go home for my meals, and used to stay in the streets with a hungry belly rather than return for anything to eat, what few half-meals I did have, I was taunted with the remark, that's more than you have earned. Being unable to get employment, my father got me a peddler's license to hawk the town, but being deformed, people would not come to the door to buy my wares. In consequence of my ill luck my life was again made a misery to me, so that I again ran away and went hawking on my own account, but my deformity had grown to such an extent, so that I could not move about the town without having a crowd of people gather around me. I then went into the infirmary at Leicester, where I remained for two or three years, when I had to undergo an operation on my face, having three or four ounces of flesh cut away, so thought I'll get my living by being exhibited about the country. And here began John Merrick's career, working in travelling freak shows. His story continues. Knowing Mr. Sam Tor, Gladstone Vaults, Wharf Street, Leicester, I went in for novelties, I wrote to him. He came to see me, and soon arranged matters, recommending me to Mr. Ellis, Beehive Inn, Nottingham, from whom I received the greatest kindness and attention. In making my first appearance before the public, who have treated me well, in fact I may say I am as comfortable now as I was uncomfortable before. I must now bid my kind readers adieu. At the end of his three-page pamphlet, he wrote a poem, adapted from the works of Isaac Watts, was entitled, False Greatness. Tis true, my form is something odd, but blaming me, is blaming God. Could I create myself anew? I would not fail in pleasing you. If I could reach from pole to pole or grasp the ocean with a span, I would be measured by the soul. The mind's the standard of the man. And that was all John Merrick wrote. He joined a sideshow touring company, touring throughout Europe. 
Although what appeared to be a huge success as a sideshow oddity, his life was far from that. Robbed of his earnings by his manager in Belgium, abandoned in Brussels, and eventually being arrested and held in custody in Liverpool, England. Becoming depressed because of his misfortune and condition, John Merrick spent much of his time in hospital, being observed by doctors. Over a number of years, John Merrick was diagnosed by a great number of doctors and surgeons. In 1885, he was diagnosed with pachydermatocell. In 1909, von Rocklinghauser disease, which was later dismissed, Matucci syndrome, and in 1986, Proteus syndrome. Sadly, Merrick passed away due to asphyxiation on the 11th of April, 1890. It is believed that his neck dislocated from the weight of his head, crushing his spinal column. Knowing he slept sitting up, Treves, who performed the autopsy, suggested that Merrick attempted to sleep lying down, just like other people. Merrick did not receive a burial. Instead, his body, both skeleton and soft tissue, were preserved for study. There is a small museum dedicated to his life, containing some of his personal effects and a replica of his skeleton. His mounted skeleton and remains are kept in a glass case at the Royal London Hospital and can be viewed by medical students and professionals by appointment only. And now, for current developments in the treatment of Proteus Syndrome, let's return to the Amazing Medical Cases podcast with Sid Watson. Further treatment for Proteus Syndrome is being conducted by the Proteus Syndrome Foundation International. A trial is being conducted later in 2022. The AIM inhibitor, Mirasertib, is currently being used. Phase 2 of the trial is being conducted at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, USA. If you wish to follow up on Proteus Syndrome, patient number 5 is a YouTube documentary that follows people diagnosed with Proteus Syndrome. Or you can go to www.proteus-syndrome.org for more information. Well, sadly, we've come to the end of this episode. I look forward to you joining me again for the next episode of Amazing Medical Cases. Until next time, bye-bye for now. A podcast series, written, produced and hosted by Sid Watson, recorded at the Floating Palace Studios, in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia.